So the baby's in fetal life, sometimes in a weird position, um, depending on a lot of different factors. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. What if you had the know-how to help your newborn baby relax and release all of the tension accumulated from growing in utero and from his or her birth experience? What if you were able to help regulate your baby's nervous system? Wouldn't that be incredible? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 175 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we're speaking with Kim Sherlock and Holly Steflick, the two trainers for the Gillespie Approach, or Craniosacral Fascial Therapy. Over the last year, I've heard more and more people discussing the Gillespie Approach and sharing how working with a trained practitioner truly changed their lives as well as the lives of their little ones. I began looking into the program myself as the thought of being able to help my family release tension and feel better (laughs) certainly intrigued me. Now, after learning more about the approach, we're hosting two trainings in my hometown, Greenville, South Carolina, March 9th through the 14th of 2023. I am so excited for this event. And if you're excited to learn more after hearing this week's episode, be sure to reach out to me at hello at myhappyhomebirth.com to have your information added to the interest list. Now, before we jump into this incredible episode with Kim and Holly, I do have some exciting and surprising news. Um, That is that Happy Home Birth Academy is going to be closing to the public for the foreseeable future as of June 14th. Now, I know that this is coming as a surprise and a shock, but this is a great opportunity if you have been planning on taking Happy Home Birth Academy to go ahead and jump on it. Now, there are some new and exciting things that are coming that are going to be taking the place of Happy Home Birth Academy, which is, you know, a self-paced do-it-yourself program, and it's going to be a much more in-depth, much more lengthy, connected group program that you may have heard me mention once or twice, the Home Birth Collective. You're going to be hearing more about that in the next few weeks as that begins, But I do want to let you know, if you have been having Happy Home Birth Academy on your mind, now is the time to take advantage. Go ahead and buy that because you will have lifetime access just like everyone else who has ever purchased. Join the 400 plus women who have had an incredible and happy birthing experience because of this childbirth education program. I like to call it my third baby. And I am so excited to get to unveil more details about the Home Birth Collective in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. So let's jump in and hear from Kim and Holly all about what CFT is and how it could possibly benefit you and your family. Holly and Kim, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I am thrilled to have you both here. As we get started, I'd love to have you both take turns introducing yourselves and maybe telling a little bit about your practices. So Holly, would you start us off? Absolutely. Um, We are really happy to be here. Kim and I um, 
Well, I'll start out a little bit about myself. So I live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, which is not actually very far from you, about three and a half hours, we were just saying. And I've been here for about 25 years. I went to a massage school out in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and then shortly after that moved here. And I have studied and trained in a lot of different modalities, but my main modalities now are um, CFT and a few other things that I weave in there. And I actually heard about CFT probably about 15 years ago from, I was in another training of another modality and somebody was talking about it and it sounded, you know, pretty interesting to me. And they were talking about the Family Hope Center and Dr. Gillespie who worked there working on all the kids that came in who had brain injuries and, you know, different, you know, neurological things going on. And so I thought, you know, oh, that's really interesting. I, you know, maybe I want to learn that someday. And then a few years went by and I ended up getting an email from a parent who had taken their child to the Family Hope Center. And they talked about how their child, who was around two and just a little bit behind in development, and they were having him assessed. And they said they had um, a couple of treatments from Dr. Gillespie and that it was the first time that their child had slept through the night and he was two. And for some reason, th this was a parent testimonial. It just really hit me. And I thought, wow, I think this is time. You know, like sometimes you hear about something, you know, several times and you kind of like, you know, you know, park it somewhere in the back and you think I'm someday I'm going to, you know, figure out when to take that class, but it was time. So I went out to California and I took the training and I came back and started using it in my practice right away. And I, I've had some of the same clients for, you know, quite a long time. And some of the things that they were having issues with that had never resolved, like resolved within a few sessions. And so I knew there was something to it and it was really easy to learn. So what I loved about learning the training was it was very right-brained, very hands-on um, modality. So there wasn't a lot of protocol and like things that I had to memorize and study to be able to do it. So I was able to go in and weave it into my already existing practice um, and, and use it right away. And so that was, that was sort of how I got introduced to it. And then Kim and I um, met through, actually, Dr. Gillespie sort of introduced us. Um, after I took the training, I wanted to have him come to Chapel Hill and teach it here with um, his crew. And Kim was part of that. And so we met and we um, became fast friends. And it's later that year, I was going on a service trip to Nepal and so I recruited Kim to come with me and we did CFT in Nepal, you know, for you know, a couple of weeks high up in the Himalayas. So we have a couple of videos on our YouTube page about that, but we, um, we just instantly became friends. And uh, as again, Kim can tell you, then later we started getting requests for teaching the Gillespie approach. And um, I'll let Kim tell that story, but we've been really good friends and we've been very fortunate to work together teaching this work and traveling around the world. We love teaching it. It's so satisfying. We love teaching it to, and the other beauty th beautiful thing about it is that we teach it to professionals. We teach it to dental, you know, health, you know, like all, all different professionals, but also parents. And I think that's going to be our focus here, talking about how parents can learn this, moms can learn this and work on their, you know, um, children at home. Oh, I'm so excited to hear more about it. Kim, would you introduce yourself as well? Yeah, sure. So my name is Kim Sherlock. I live and work in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And I took the class, um, I was encouraged by a friend to take the class in 2008. Her son had been seeing Dr. Gillespie and his asthma learning issues 
and behavioral issues had all resolved. And so I was just a mom, stay-at-home mom, just a mom, three three kids. And I thought I would work on my kids, my family, my friends. And so I started doing that. After the class, I bought a table and uh, 100 bucks on Craigslist, best 100 bucks ever spent. And I just started working on anybody who would, you know, give me a chance and things started happening for them. So they started telling their friends and family. I started getting phone calls and then this little thing started to grow. Um, uh, it, it, you know, I started out, I just made a, a room in my um, basement into an office and um, Barry and I became good friends. I started helping him with instructing um, during classes and as things began to grow, he really encouraged me to go on and get my license in massage therapy. So, you know, that was kind of a tricky part. Back then, we weren't quite sure what the license to touch was going to cover. So I just, I knew that this was going to be a path for me. So I went and I got um, I got my, my um, massage license for Pennsylvania. So I was continuing to build my practice and I was encouraging him to get onto Facebook and to start to spread the word. Um, and around 2015, 2016, I could see he was slowing down on the teaching side of things and not wanting to travel as much. So I said to him, uh, we have to get the work out there. We have to have practitioners. So if you don't want to travel, I will. And I got with Holly and, um, and with, with his encouragement and his guidance, we have been developing the class and it continues to develop over the years. Um, we have both the foundation class and then we have the infant class. So, um, yeah, so we've been teaching since 2016 and, um, we've been, we've been to South Africa, we've been to the UK, we've been throughout the United States, we teach in the Amish community. So it's been an extraordinary 10 year journey for me. And, uh, actually, well, it's even 12, 13 years now. It's crazy how long it's been, but I say to all the moms out there, when I, I kid and I say just a mom, because that's what they'll say. I'm just a mom. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you are everything. You are, you have so much power to help your children, whether you find a practitioner and just know about this work or whether you learn the work by yourself, you don't know where CFT is going to take you. I had no background in body work. I had no background in medicine or anything. I was of a business background. I was raising my kids and, you know, here I am today. So I'd say, if I can do it, you can do it. A lot of times, like Holly said, we have very highly educated professionals in our class, but it's sometimes it's the moms that, that get it because they just come with an open heart and an open mind. And we teach, um, we teach in a very right brain experiential way. There's lots of work going on over the three days. So you experience it yourself, you practice it, you give it. And, um, and then we just, we are flooded with really beautiful stories of the just a moms going home and working on their kids or their friends' kids or their family and really great things happening. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that that's so perfect for this community because one of the things that we truly focus on here is the fact that mothers are the experts. You as a mother are the expert on your child and on your family. There is yes. not... There's not a care provider that knows more about your situation than you do. And so yeah. by being able to acquire these skills and really also, I think it, it involves honing in on your intuition and allowing yourself to, to learn these practices and then feeling confident 
allowing yourself to practice on your children. I mean, what a world of difference right. this can make. So I love hearing that, you know, the, the just a mom, because just a mom, you're right. I mean, it is, that's everything. That's all you need. That's, you're yeah. the perfect person to, yeah. to help heal your child. And one thing that has been fascinating, I've been inside of the, um, the Gillespie Approach Facebook group for really just a short time now, just a couple of weeks. And I feel like I have seen that phrase come up a couple of times. And I've even seen Dr. Gillespie say, well, Kim Sherlock was just a mom. and She's yeah. now, you know, one of the two incredible trainers that's really promoting this work. So I think that was, that's great. The other thing is that it, it doesn't have to be a whole session. You know, it, it's, it's like it, when you're a mom and you've got five, 10 minutes and you're playing with your kid or you're reading a book, you can, you can do a little bit of the work just a little bit at a time and see profound differences. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're with them all the time, over time, they're going to get a lot of good CFT work done. Oh man, I cannot wait to dive into some of these benefits too. But before we do that, Holly, I'd love to hear, we're talking about CFT, but what is that? What is craniosacral fascial therapy? I, I, I know that there are going to be so many moms who have maybe heard the buzz about it, but don't actually know what it is. So could you tell us about it? Sure. Yeah. It, it often gets confused with cranial sacral therapy. And so just to say up front, we do have a FAQ page on our website that has a really nice description of the difference between the two modalities. But cranial sacral fascial therapy that we call CFT is really the blending of two modalities. It's the blending of cranial sacral therapy, which a lot of people have heard of, also known as CST, and myofascial release, which you may have heard of as well, MFR. So Dr. Gillespie is a periodontist, and some 30 years ago, he, um, in his dental practice, was seeing a lot of craniodental strain in his clients. And as at the, at the same time, he was uh, had a lot of health issues growing up as a child and again as an adult. And he was trying to figure out what was going on with his own health, how he could help himself, and then what was going on with his clients. And so he started. He went, you know, he went out to the regular medical community and really got no answers with for it. But then he started um, searching for himself, and he started working with some cranial osteopaths and receiving myofascial release and realizing that he was getting benefits from those modalities. So he started studying both of those modalities um, and eventually came up with this modality of blending them together. And what he found was the fascia, the fascia, fascial strain within the body um, would pull into the cranial sacral system, the nervous system, the brain, the craniodental system, and causing all kinds of conditions. So what he felt like was that we really needed a modality that addressed the fascial strain and the cranial sacral system together. So that's really what CFT is. It's a blending of these two modalities together. So it's, um, it's really, it's pretty simple. Um, and yet quite profound because both systems independently um, within themselves are, you know, pretty amazing. And so that's what we're doing is we're really affecting how the fascial system affects our nervous system, our brain, our cranial nerves, and a lot of dental and oral function within the body. Could you explain what the cranial system is or so... 
and, and explain, I guess, how that's different from, or maybe let's say, what's the difference between cranial sacral and then myofascial release? Yeah, well, craniosacral therapy is addressing all of the, it's addressing the cerebral spinal fluid, it's addressing the cranial, anything in the cranium, any of the, the structure, the bones, the, um, I said the craniosacral um, fluid, the cerebral spinal fluid, the nervous system, the brain, the cranial nerve. So that's sort of, it's, it's kind of a um, semi, you know, closed system there. Although we do find, and there's research that shows that the, the cerebral spinal fluid is out in the fascia. And then the fascial system, when I explain fascia to parents, because <clears throat> oftentimes they have an idea of what it is, but they're not exactly sure. So, and there's a lot of um, videos online for both of these things. But um, when I explain it to parents, when they say, I have no idea what fascia is, I say, you know, if you had a piece of chicken that was raw, uncooked, and you pulled the skin up on it, you would see all this white webby stuff. And that's the, that's part of that is fascia. It's the connective tissue within the body. It's the tendons, the ligaments. There are deep fascia that wraps around all of the muscles in the body. There's visceral fascia that holds the, um, the organs in place and together. Um, there's superficial fascia. So there's many types of fascia. So really fascia is, a, you know, an umbrella word for all the connective tissue within the body. And the reason why it's so important is because the fascial system is a web. It's almost like a spider web. So into anything going into the fascial system is going to affect everything within the system and, and also the whole nervous system and, and the brain and the cranial nerves. So um, there's, there's, we, we talk about like when we're talking about oral function, the tongue, and we don't think about this because the tongue is a very big muscle within the body, but when we dissect the tongue, it goes all the way down to the big toe in one line of the deep front line of fascia. So we sort of know that when we have oral restrictions and any kind of tethered oral tie, that we're going to have restrictions within the fascial system and also within the, you know, the structures, the cranial dental structures also, and the cranial, you know, sacral system as well. Does that, did, did that sort of like cover what you're, yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I, and on that, so we have this webby substance that's all throughout our body and it gets, how does it get twisted? I guess, how does it, how does it get tightened? Yeah. Well, think about a baby. So we'll go back to fetal life and being in utero. So the baby's in fetal life, sometimes in a weird position, um, depending on a lot of different factors and the baby comes out and is very tight. And depending on what happens for that baby, if there are other factors involved, uh, and tethered oral ties involved, we see a lot of tightness in babies. And they're really stuck on their back. You know, they don't have a lot of options unless they're doing lots of tummy time and unless the parents are educated about what, you know, what helps babies unwind their fascial strain. So they're on their backs. Oftentimes they might be in containers, um, you know, different. I have, I've had the last few days, um, a lot of parents coming in t talking about their snoo and which is this device that is all, almost the baby. They, the parents even say this, the baby's almost in a straight jacket. So they're on their back and their arms are up and they're sort of strapped into this device. And it's sort of like, you know, the, the baby will sleep for long periods of time in this device. So the parents love it, but it really uh, does not allow the baby to move around at all. So 
that, that's really how, you know, we start out with that in fetal life. And then moving forward as children and as adults, we acquire fascial strain through accidents, through injuries, through surgeries, through falling down, just simple things that happen to kids falling off our bike, skating, bumping our head. And those are all input into the fascial system that will create fascial strain. And then of course, any kind of dental procedure or any kind of surgery is also, you know, putting into the system more fascial strain. So as we age and grow older, we have this, you know, all these layers of the onion, so to speak, that are tightness within our body. And that fascial strain will pull into our cranial sacral system, our nervous system, our brain, and affect um, all kinds of neurological function, which then we will see, um, we'll see all these different conditions. So that's why Kim and I are so um, excited to work with um, your community, the um, home birthing, and just moms in general and babies, because they have so much less fascial strain. They're so much easier to address you know, as they're, you know, in their youth, then when we get a 30, 40, 56 year old in our office who has just a myriad of conditions that if we could wind back the clock and address it, you know, when they were six months old or a year old or three years old, we could do a lot more, you know, we could help them a lot more quickly. Right. Right. So on that note, I guess, Kim, who would specifically benefit from CFT? Do you think, does somebody come to mind or is it, well, we could all benefit from it? Yeah, that really is the answer. And Barry often says uh, anybody who has a brain. So um, <laughs> that's the answer. But, you know, as far as infants, moms will come to me and they'll say, the pediatrician says everything's fine, but I just know there's something they feel tight or, you know, they're, there's just something that the mom instinctively knows. Um, but if we had to be really, you know, um, very, sorry about that thinging there, very distinct about it. Um, birth trauma is a big one. So if you've got a baby that has been through a difficult birth, a hundred percent, yes, you want to find a practitioner or you want to start some CFT right away and start to release that trauma. Um, as we get a little bit older and we get into, um, some of like toddler issues, child issues, you know, asthma, um, problems with digestion, problems with focus, behavior, um, just a tightness, babies who don't crawl well. Crawling is really a huge red flag for us. So we want a really good cross pattern, helps develop the brain. Um, and then, you know, in older kids, we might see anxiety, depression, learning issues, migraines, headaches, the asthma, um, and then adults, it's just, you know, my neck hurts, my back hurts, uh, airway issues, TMJ, headaches, migraines, anxiety, depression, the list. It's just like, there's so many different conditions and that's why CFT will just, you'll just never run out. Right. <laughs> you know, there's so many people to help so many ages, so many conditions. I have babies that are days old and I have, uh, you know, someone who's 80 years old it is much harder to work on an 80 year old because you're opening, you're opening this can of worms and they've got to be willing to take some time to unwind yeah. years and years of trauma, but it's the trauma. It's the physical trauma. It's the emotional trauma. It's our stress. Um, it's, it's inflammation. All of these things affect our craniosacral fascial system and health. So that is one point that I actually wanted to ask a little further about as well, Kim is 
is the relation to trauma. Because one thing that I remember when I had some CFT done on myself with a, a local practitioner, I remember feeling very emotional afterwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. really having a, a very emotional reaction. Yes. And I remember her saying kind of offhandedly, you know, well, you know, this is this is releasing trauma. So could you explain the relationship between possibly trauma and fascia? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we believe, we, we can't see this or know this for sure, but we believe that a lot of our experiences, emotions that don't fully get processed are trapped in the fascia. So sometimes you will see during an unwind or you feel during an unwind, some kind of an emotion, some kind of a random memory, something may come up. And we always, we tell our students um, and our clients, you know, we are not talk therapists. We are not there to talk about it. If it comes up, the best thing to do is to just support and to just let it go. So um, it's funny because I just, I received a text from a woman today and she was, you know, she's probably in her late fifties, early sixties in a lot of pain. We, we did one session and she said, I have been sobbing and I'd never cry. And so she was just looking for some reassurance from me to say, we unwound some things and it doesn't just, just let it go. Be very good to yourself, water, Epsom salt baths. And you know, that's, that's something that can happen. Not every time, mm -hmm. but, um, we all experience emotional trauma as well as physical trauma. So right. it's good to clear that out and open up that space within for good things. Mm. And so when we were talking about infants, I, I think that um, so many moms have now been experiencing the the difficulties with ties, especially when we will notice this, you know, if we're breastfeeding and oh my goodness, it just hurts so bad on one side, or yeah. it seems like baby's not gaining, even though they're nursing all the time, what's going on. And we find out that there are these ties. Could you explain the, that tie relationship and, and how that relates to CFT? Sure. And it's a big conversation out there with ties. Um, we really try to just stay in our lane. So we are going to feel the body. We're going to follow the body and release the tightness as the body wants to release it. We don't force, we don't manipulate anything. And that's why it's so gentle that we can work on babies that are our most vulnerable you know, population. But we believe if there is a true tie, you know, they may need to go for further treatment or revision of a tie. But that's not for us to diagnose. All we can do at that point is to point someone in the direction of a provider that we feel confident, uh, confidence in. So what we want to do is, if the tie is the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, we want to help release all of the fascial strain up into the point of that tie, particularly in the mouth. Okay, so there's so much fascial strain in the mouth, working underneath the tongue, cleaning all of that up. Sometimes that's enough right? Sometimes there may not be a tie and it may get, it may get misconstrued as a tie because really it's just tightness that we can do wonders with, with CFT. But if there is a tie, we have that, we have that person, that baby ready to go for an optimal release because everything's cleaned up. The provider can then go in and do the release. And then we want to go back in after, and we want to get any residual strain cleared. So we see really beautiful optimal releases when 
particularly babies and, and adults, I should say, can have the body work, the CFT done before and after. So uh, we're very excited that a lot of um, these dentists and uh, pediatric dentists that are doing this work are hearing about CFT and they're starting to incorporate it in because otherwise we, we see a lot in our practices of babies that are not getting work done before. And it doesn't always go as, as well as we think that it could. Right. Yep. I've heard it kind of likened to a rubber band, you know, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. tension from the tongue down to the toe. And if you just snip without releasing, then yes. it's just yes. like that. It's just got the edge of it. Right. Completely. That's yes. fascinating. Holly, and, did, yeah, yeah, I just want to say a little bit about that too, because um, it's affecting the whole nervous system. So, and what we find, and really what we're doing in CFT is we're trying to for everybody, for babies, children, adults, we're trying to um, up-level their nervous system, integrate, you know, the, have them be in parasympathetic mode, rest and relaxation, have the vagus nerve working as it should be working. And we see that with the babies when we do the work and with everybody, when we do the work, it is, you know, allowing that person's nervous system to be at optimal function. And we want that, especially for the babies, because when you do a release and the, and the baby's not neurologically ready or fascially ready, then that's where we see the sort of everything fall apart and, you know, not, not good experiences for the baby or for the mom for that matter, you know? And so it really makes a huge difference to, to have the body work. And so we really, it's really education for the parents because they don't know. And a lot of times, you know, some of the providers don't even know. They don't really understand fascia. They're great technicians. They're great at diagnosing. They're great at doing the release, but they don't even understand the impact that the fascial system has on the nervous system, on the brain, on the cranial nerves. So really important that we educate you know, everybody about like what's happening fascially and what, and when we unwind these babies. And really what we see is that it brings the fascia more forward. So like Kim said, if there isn't really a true tie, it's going to bring the fascia more forward for optimal, you know, movement of the oral functions of the tongue, of the suck, swallow, breathe reflex of everything. And, and then, and then if it is a true tie and they do need to have some sort of release done, that fascia is as forward and as optimally available for the practitioner to release the, the, you know, the provider to release so that they get the best results. Mm, That's great. I really want to touch on something that you just mentioned, Holly. Um, And it kind of leads into another question that I had, but I think about, so in my experience, I was born via C-section and taken too early. (laughs) My lungs were not developed when I was removed from my mother. And I just think back to all of the nervous system trauma that that you know, that just started off my life in that fight or flight, just totally shocked mode. And since then, I I don't think that my nervous system has been regulated ever since. And only recently have I begun to learn that, hey, you know, your nervous system really dictates your immune system and all of these other factors mm-hmm. in your life. And so we've got this tension from the fascia. We've got dysregulation because our immune system isn't working, all of these different things kind of intertwined. Mm -hmm. I want to ask what about this? So we've got the fascia, we've got these brain cycles. 
Can you tell me what a brain cycle even is and how it's related? Go ahead, Kim, take this one. On the brain cycle. Okay. <laughs> so the brain cycle is a very cool tool that we have as practitioners to feel how much tightness there is around the craniosacral fascial system. So the, like we said, the craniosacral system lies within the entire fascial web of the body. And with that, it's helping move cerebrospinal fluid from the brain, manufactured in the brain, down the spine, out into the fascia with a very gentle <clears throat> motion. The brain has an inherent motion of expansion and contraction. Well, it should have, okay, if it's free. But because there's fascia wrapped around the brain that's tied into all of our other fascia, if there's tightness around that, the brain can't expand and contract optimally. So what we're trying to do is create that freedom. We want nice, long expansions, nice, slow, long, even contractions. Um, and so we feel for uh, the quality of that motion, the symmetry of that motion, and we also time that motion. So in doing so, we are able to... Um, to assess as practitioners how much tightness there may be in the beginning of a session and then after some work, how that improves. There's a high correlation between a um, brain cycle that is even and easy to feel and nice and long and beautiful and people feeling better. Mm. So it's, you know, I, I think it's, it's just such a valuable tool for us. So Barry discovered this, um, you know, in, in, Classical craniosacral, they talk about rhythms and a much quicker cycle. And um, what we believe is that this is just another cycle, another tide that Barry was able to tap into and uh, that we're able to use in our work. And we teach that. Uh, and it's, it's such a great light bulb moment when students can actually feel that motion. Yeah, that's so neat. Does it feel like pulsating when you're when you're doing that or is that something it, it actually feels and, and it's just one of the little exercises we do in class to get people attuned to what things feel like it feels like if your hands were on a balloon and you blow the balloon up very gently just expansion and then let the balloon out and the contraction it's that very subtle feeling but wow. it's there and once you start to tap into it and your brain makes the connection you can you can feel it on anyone Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. I'd like to hear, Holly, could you tell me what someone should expect from a typical CFT session? Wow, that's a big question. It can be so <laughs> different for everybody because everybody's in their own, you know, place of healing. So I think I think if I were to say for babies, so babies come in and you ask them, I always ask them all, we, you know, I have an intake and I talk to them and I say, does your baby feel tight? And sometimes the moms say, I don't know. You know, I, this is my first baby. I don't know what a baby's supposed to feel like. And then yesterday, it was really funny. I had a baby that came in. This was the third baby. And the mom said, I don't, I think, yeah, I think he is tight, but he's the loosest of all of my kids. So he was about four months old and the other kids were like, I think two or four or whatever. And, and so this baby was like a board. I mean, he was absolutely like just so tight. And later she sent me pictures of her other kids as babies. And they're like sitting up on the couch and they're like this, you know, and even like the older kid. And it just made me laugh out loud because, you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? So we don't know what to expect or what we're supposed to be experiencing with our baby, our kid, or even in our own body. So I think, you know, to answer that, I think it's different depending on what you're looking for. A lot of times moms are looking for, 
you know, better their babies to sleep better, better nursing, gaining weight, nervous system regulation, you know, um, those types of things. So oftentimes we'll hear back. I can tell you an example of a baby that I've seen three times now. And the baby was experiencing um, refusal to latch. So didn't want, didn't want to nurse. Also some kind of um, blotching of the skin and redness of his ears only when he nursed. And the mom like had looked it up and found some sort of like syndrome or something that went along with that. I can't remember what it was, but she really felt like it was tightness, that he was really tight. And anyways, after two, after three sessions or two sessions, when she came this week, it had gone away. He was um, like all these, all these things had improved with his latch and in general, you know, just in general, just being much happier in his body, being able to latch, being able to nurse that nervous system piece that was, you know, I don't know, that was coming, you know, this redness in his face every time he nursed. Um, he looked different too. He was um, always in a lot of flexion. So he, we saw him, he's about six months old, just sort of kind of come out and be able to be in more like extension and not, not so much contraction. So that's what we noticed with him. I would say with other, you know, with kids and um, adults, you know, we notice maybe their sleep is better, their anxiety, anxiety is a really big piece, you know, of the nervous system. So when our nervous system is dysregulated, we have anxiety and we don't, we really can't point a finger at where it's coming from or what's going on. So I would say just in general, anxiety, you know, like ca calming down of the nervous system, maybe their digestion improves, their sleep improves. Um, a lot of times we're working um, in the craniodental system. So we see things like head, like headaches and TMJ are great. You know, like I love to work on people that come in and say, you know, I've been to, you know, all these different people for TMJ and headaches and nobody's helped me. And I'd say within three or four sessions, we can have, we can take their headaches that are, you know, daily down to maybe, you know, I'm having a headache once a month now. So it just depends on what the person is coming in for and kind of their, you know, their lifestyle and care for themselves. Everybody's at a different place of what they can do for themselves. You know, oftentimes people are really busy. They're not able to dedicate time, you know, to exercise, diet, sleep. So it really depends on how, you know, how they're taking care of themselves as well. When I saw, I remember when I saw Heather, my CFT, um, person, the first time that she worked on me, I went home and I went to bed that night and laid on my pillow. And I just remember being like, what? My head feels so different on this pillow. <laughs> it was so much more comfortable. And I just wonder how long have I been so tense and I didn't know what to compare it to. So I just assumed, well, that's what heads feel like. You know, this is what it feels like to lie down on a pillow. And then when my occiput was it was like it was able to move, <laughs> you know, it was it was so much more relaxed. And then I was talking to you too before we started recording about my second daughter when I had Heather see her when she was freshly born. Uh, Heather worked on her just the one time and we had we went to see her because her latch was difficult on the right side and also she was having a very difficult time pooping. And I remember Heather worked on her and I saw her just go from this tight flexed position to totally unfurled. And I just remember thinking it was like a flower just blossoming. Yeah. And awesome. it was so 
beautiful to see that happen. And I had no idea that babies were supposed to look that way. I just, and I, and what's odd about that is, is I've seen a ton of newborns. You know, I have attended so many home births and I've seen so many babies and I feel like it's pretty common (laughs) for babies to come out of the womb and be in that flexed position since, you know, they've been in that flexed position for their entire existence. Um, And, but I just remember seeing that experience and then we got her into the car and we had to travel two hours to get to Heather and we got her back into her car seat and she immediately pooped everywhere. And it was the best blowout. I mean, it was just the most thrilling feeling to be cleaning up poop. (laughs) Thank you (laughs) so much. We've been waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah. The blowout's common. Oh, it's, I mean, it was, it was just incredible. Um, So I guess my question would be for, for those who are listening to this and thinking, gosh, I, I'd really love these skills. What do you, what do you think about? We, we were talking about just moms taking this course. Do you, you think that there is great benefit to that? Yeah, I do. Um, Now look, you're going to have, you're going to have two schools on this. We're going to have those professionals that are going to take this work into their practice. And maybe it's going to be, that's, that's just what I do. I only do craniosacral fascial therapy, but we have other practitioners who already have an existing chiropractic um, practice, licensed massage therapist, physical therapist, OT, speech therapist, um, or a myofascial therapist. So that's one piece, right? Mm-hmm. That they're going to they're going to charge people. They're going to have a business. They're going to have a professional license. They're going to be insured. And then we have moms who want to work on their families and their, and their kids and their friends. And so that's, you know, you don't need a license for that. You just need, like we said, open heart, open mind, come learn the techniques and then go home and practice. And you never know where that might lead you. That may lead you into a career at some point. You may decide to take that path, but maybe it's just this life skill that you're going to have that you're going to be able to help your loved ones with. So yes, so we have a three-day foundation class, which is for children and adults. That is a prerequisite for the infant class. And when you leave that class, you're going to be able to start practicing the techniques. And we say practicing because that's what it is. We are practitioners. We're always practicing and always learning. So um, our infant class is a lot of fun because we bring babies in. We've got 20 babies that are round robin for the three days. And you get to practice and work on babies. And the great part is, Parents get to bring their baby in and get, um, you know, CFT work done for for no for no cost. They're getting free body work. Holly and I are there at the tables working with the students, and we get to see over the three days because the babies come back the progression and the great things that are happening just within that three day intensive of being able to work on these on these babies. So yes, you are able to go back and start working right away, and that's what we encourage. So. Um, you know, you have to leave, you have to really quiet your mind and all of the doubt. Can I do this? And the answer is yes, you can do this. Yes. And on that note, the plan is for us to host these trainings, yeah. both the foundation and the infant mm-hmm. training in Greenville in March of 20, gosh, what year is it? 2022 right now? So 2023. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so March, 2023. And I actually will be, um, I'll be sharing the link, the sign up link or the interest link um, inside of the show notes so that if you are interested, we can go ahead and get you on that list. I'm going to be 
putting this all together. And then, so these infants that we're working on, what are we, what ages are we talking about from it's birth? It's pre-crawling for our class. It's pre-crawling infants. Yeah. The foundations class, you will learn techniques for adults and children. And then somewhere in between that blend of what you learn in both classes, you would, you know, handle toddlers. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to mention one other thing, and that is, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're, we haven't really talked about working on children uh, or adults with brain injuries. And that's a really big piece as well. So we see we see all kinds of conditions and um, some of them are genetic. Some of them are accidents. Some of them are birth traumas, but they're all zero cycles. They're, this is not happening. Okay. So when we can open that up, we, we can see some changes and parents know the subtleties of what those changes are. It may not look like somebody big, you know, a big change from somebody on the outside, but parents will, will recognize the changes that are happening. So we really encourage parents of brain injured kids to take this work because you're going to be able to work so consistently and how hard it is sometimes to find a practitioner and travel with your child. But if you can be doing it consistently, you will, you will really be a benefit to them. Mm, that's great. Uh, one more question that I meant to ask was about mothers who are pregnant. What, mm -hmm. what about CFT for pregnant moms? Holly, do you have any, is that a good idea? Oh yeah. We, we like to work on pregnant moms. Um, it, yeah. If, if mom is tight, I mean, think about it. If you like, what, what is your condition when you are getting pregnant, when you're, you know, when you're, when you are pregnant and then when you're going into birth, you want your own nervous system to be as well-regulated as possible, but also the fascial strain within you is going to affect how you're able to birth your baby. Right. So tightness and fascial strain within the body of anybody. So yeah, I mean, think about it, you know, what we're, we definitely want to work on pregnant moms. It makes a huge difference. I mean, I didn't experience CFT when I was pregnant, so I don't know what to say about that. But we have a lot of people in our classes, Kim, that have had CFT while they were pregnant and talked yeah. about that. I, you yeah. Know, it's, yeah. We pretty much always have a pregnant person in class. Yeah, we almost always have at least one or two pregnant yeah. moms in the class. And you know, all the way from, you know, a few months to, you know, I'm due next week kind of thing. And so they... <laughs> they get a lot out of it, you know. It's also important for moms to have CFT done on themselves after they've given birth. So a lot of times when the mom comes in, if we can get baby settled or their dad's with them or grandma or something like that, I'll put mom on the table as well. And they're in great need, especially if they have had a traumatic birth. Yes. Right. So baby's nervous system is going to react to mom's nervous system. So we do want to work on them together. And we get great benefit out of doing that as well. Yeah, really I, important. Uh, go ahead, Holly. No, I was just to say really important that the you know, they're a dyad. They're, you know, they're basically one. So when the baby the the, the mom gets needs to get the work as well. Yeah. I think what's so incredible about that is the fact that I mean it's such a dyad at the beginning, but that really does not go away. I know mm -hmm. that when I've now that I've begun to work on my nervous system, I'm seeing changes in my five-year-old. She's not doing anything and mm -hmm. I'm seeing changes, but just by healing my nervous system. So that connection is so, so powerful. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, is. it is. It is. And you can even look at it the other way as to how you as the daughter mm -hmm. still may react to the relationship with your own mother. So it's, it's ongoing. It, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change. 
Yep. And I will say, I, I just had a flashback memory of when my youngest was worked on. I remember telling my husband, I feel like I had work done. Mm. I feel, even though I wasn't touched, I felt so much relief. And I'm sure a lot of it was, oh, my baby is, you know, feeling better. But there, it felt like I had had work done on myself. So it, it's just, it's unbelievable. This is incredible work that the two of you are doing. I'm so grateful to have you coming here and that I get yeah. to learn it. I'm so excited to be able to practice it on my children and my family. Um, but Holly and Kim, is there anything else that you would like to say as we wrap up? It's been such a pleasure. Well, I, I mean, just want to say, can I to say thank you to you, yeah, Caitlin, yeah. for having us. And the more we can share this work and get the word out there, the more it's going to grow and the more it's going to be available. So Holly and I realize there's only so much we can do in our own practices. When we teach, it becomes exponential. And our goal is that when someone says, is there a practitioner in Greenville, South Carolina? The answer is going to be yes. You know, we're going to have there's 10 practitioner <laughs> network. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So thank you. And thank you to all the moms who are talking and sharing with each other and, uh, and just taking CFT to, you know, a global level. Yeah. I was just going to say that uh, it's such a gentle modality. So it's very um, safe to work on, you know, babies fresh out of the womb. And it's such a great modality for young kids because they don't have to be still on the table. You know, they don't, ha you know, they, they are, we are unwinding their fascial strain. So they are moving around on the table. So it's very user friendly to be working on your kids. You don't have to have a massage table. You could be, you know, sitting on the floor with your child, or you could have your baby in your lap, you know, doing CFT. So it's very user friendly. You don't need anything but your hands, you know, and your sort of observation skills is what we're doing. We're, we're observing for, our client, our baby, our person on the table, where there is fascial strain in their body. And we're sort of allowing it, like seeing new possibilities for the way things could be. Like you said, when you laid your head on your pillow, you had no idea that that's what it could feel like. And oftentimes we don't know that when we've lived with a condition from fetal life forward, we have no idea how we're supposed to feel. And then when we do get a glimpse or an, a feeling of that in our body, of our own body. And that's what also the beauty of this work is as you experience it in your own body, it becomes embodied within you and you know what you want to observe for your clients. So it goes, you know, it's a two way street and that's why it's really important. You know, the three day training as learning to work on adults and, and kids, you have to feel that in your own body. And during the three days you receive this work for three days and it's really profound. A lot of people have some pretty profound experiences um, of being on the table and experiencing CFT and unwinding. And we talked a little bit about the emotional part of it too. You know, the fascial system is such a big system. So when the innate wisdom of the body doesn't know how to process something, it puts it, it stores it in the fascia for later. So we all have a lot of fascial strain and emotional things stored that need to be unwound. And we don't, the, and also the beauty of it is we don't have to know what it is. We don't have to have a story about it. We don't have to talk about it. We just let the innate wisdom of the body do its thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like letting go of those implicit memories, just letting it release. That's incredible. My goal is to make sure that there are enough 
CFT practitioners in my area that I can switch off with them. Yeah. <laughs> say, I'll work on you if you work on me. So that's beautiful. That's the goal. Well, Holly, Kim, it has been an absolute pleasure. I've been so excited to speak with you and to be able to share this information with my listeners because I know that they have been wanting to learn more about this. There has been buzz growing and growing about the Gillespie approach. What is that? And I'm so glad that we were able to sit down and talk about that today. Thank you both so much for coming on the Happy Homework Podcast. Thank you, Caitlin. We're very excited to see you in South Carolina. I can't wait. We'll have the dates yeah. soon, probably within the next few weeks, we can choose a date for March and we'll have, we'll have the six day training. So that will look like three days of the foundation training and then three days of the infant training. So people can decide if they want to take both together. Okay. And it's, you know, in that one yeah. chunk of time. So we've, and I do just want to say, if you have any inkling that you're going to take the class to sign up, because we do have limited space and they're, they're selling out. And then we have to deliver the news to someone that it's sold out and there's huge disappointment. So um, yeah, if you're thinking about it, definitely register soon. Yep. And we yeah, keep and the infant training very small because we want to be hands-on yeah. at the tables with all of you. And so that, that class is only you know between 15 and 18 students in there. Oh, well, perfect. Well, there you have it. You got to sign up quickly. And I can't wait to see all of my friends, all of my online friends in Greenville very soon. Yeah, have fun. Great. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Caitlin. Wasn't that an amazing episode? As we head into today's episode roundup, here's what I'm left thinking of. You're the expert on your family. We talk about this in relation to birth, but it certainly doesn't stop there. You are allowed to take radical responsibility and you are allowed to acquire the skills it takes to help your family heal. Motherhood is powerful. You are not just a mom. You are the expert. Okay, if you are as excited about the Gillespie approach as I am after this conversation, make sure you send me an email at hello at myhappyhomebirth.com with the subject line CFT interest so that we can get you added to the interest list. That is all I've got for you today, my friends. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.